0: Which player on the Giants could see their dynasty value rise the most during the 2022 season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com and Locked on Dynasty listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, so use promo code locked on at the checkout. Welcome into the Locked on Dynasty football podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by my co host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow, hit that subscribe. Don't miss out on any of these episodes. We're breaking down the NFL division by division, trade targets, sells everything you need to know to get prepped for this season. So Marcus, we are going to be uh, breaking down the the Giants, the New York football Giants today. And I got to say, Marcus, I'm actually kind of surprised because the more I dug in, the more I want to buy the Giants, question mark?
0: Yeah, I, that one's that's kind of my takeaway as well. There's a lot of guys in this offense that you can acquire pretty cheaply. And while I don't think this offense is going to be good this year, you could see a path where, like in 2023, 2024, you do want to own a lot of players from this team. So I'm excited to get into this. Kate, give me your first buy for the Giants.
1: This might be a, a shocking... shocking bit for you so cover your ears it's daniel jones quarterback for the giants which i'm kind of shocked but marcus i was looking into his his 2021 season um played just 11 games in that span but looking at his stats it actually wasn't like his his worst season statistically in fact every single season that he's played he has seen an increase in his completion percentage Uh, every single season he's seen a decrease in his interception percentage Mm -hmm. Um, big issue over the last two seasons has been the touchdown rates which just have been so low so low uh 2.5 percent of his passes were uh thrown for touchdowns in 2020. Uh, just 2.8 percent in 2021, and that compares to his rookie season where he almost doubled that at 5.2 percent. So, like he's he's throwing the ball. He is, it, you know, he's doing relatively well with it. There's um, yards per completion has been right on point throughout his entire career. And we have to remember there was once a point where we were excited about Daniel Jones. Now. He gets Brian Dable as a, a head coach. He gets um, Mike Kafka, which he's coming over from the chiefs as the passing game coordinator. And I kind of like the buzz we're hearing out of, uh, you know, giants camps here where they're, you know, giving Daniel Jones some freedom at the offense. And it's been said that like, maybe that was kind of what they were missing. Like, you know, you try to put Daniel Jones in a box and, he's not going to flourish, but you know, with a healthy Kenny Galladay, who I still think has potential. um, We'll talk about him. Don't you worry. (laughs) A healthy Saquon Barkley, hopefully. Um, And then obviously you've got Kadarius Tony, who's, uh, you know, one of the most explosive weapons in Mm -hmm. the NFL. Um, There's, there's a lot of talent, I think, to like around Daniel Jones. I think, if the coaching system pans out, uh, we could be looking at a a successful tenure for Daniel Jones. He started 2021 with three consecutive games as a QB one, which when nobody was excited about Daniel Jones at any point last year.
0: Yeah. I think this is a buy based purely on situation and a little tiny bit of talent. I, I think the problem is, we just really haven't seen Daniel Jones be good for even like a four-game stretch, right? Where we get excited about him and the, the talking heads on TV or talking about Daniel Jones being the next Josh Allen. Like We just haven't had that yet, Kate. But now that we have Brian Dable there, now that they have a million and a half receivers, they've got an improved offensive line, the situation's perfect. But is he going to seize that opportunity to, to kind of grab a hold of that starting job and become the long-term You know, quarterback, I don't know. We know that they declined his fifth-year option. My guess is that the Giants are going to want to get somebody next year that Dable wants. But, Kate, I could see a situation where they just throw the crap out of the ball this year, and he puts up 32 touchdowns, let's say 10 interceptions, and it's the best year of his career, and the Giants bring him back. So if that's the case, I think he's a good buy. Uh, Currently right now on Dynasty League Football, QB 28 a couple quarterbacks that are going ahead of him right now. Baker Mayfield. Uh he is the backup for the Browns. I don't know if you know this right now. He's going to get <laughs> traded eventually and he's got uh shoulder surgery going ahead of Daniel Jones. Uh you have, you know guys, Carson Wentz on his third team in 3 years. Um this is his last shot. Um uh, even man, this one, Kenny Pickett, basically the same age as <laughs> Daniel Jones, going significantly ahead of him. You can get him so cheap right now that I think it is worth buying him.
1: He's being drafted behind Mo, Mo Ali Cox, So like that <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. But even just looking at the trends of the value for Daniel Jones, I mean, his value has not been this low, um, I think, ever. Literally looking at the charts on Dynasty League football uh, it, for his ADP, um, being drafted around the 20, uh, 238th player off the board as of may um and his uh starting adp was 237 so literally never been lower
0: yeah and and the good thing is for him to return value for you all he has to do is be a top 24 quarterback like in a two two quarterback league right a super flex league if he's a top 24 quarterback you're getting a major value there and that's that's why i do agree to go out and trade for him it's not going to cost a lot um you could probably swap listen I've seen trades where Davis Mills was being swapped for Daniel Jones Jimmy Garoppolo some people are still really excited about Malik Willis and would swap Willis for Daniel Jones we don't know if Willis will ever get on the field when you're a third round pick sometimes you never get a chance so I, I think this is a good call by you Kate
1: thank you thank you so okay. much I was shocked uh personally Cause I try to go into all of these episodes when I'm doing my research with an, a fully open mind. Um, and Daniel Jones just came out of the woodwork and said, buy me, buy yeah, me.
0: He, he's just so cheap right now. It's, it's so absolutely cheap. And, and we the know
1: upside is there. He's had, and we know that seen he can, him perform as a QB one.
0: And we know that he's an effective runner as well. You just, you don't get many of these quarterbacks this late that, are going to be in a really pass happy offense that also have the ability to run the ball a little bit. So a lot to like about Daniel Jones, at least going into the 2022 season. Listen, here's the thing about this trade. If you go out and trade for Daniel Jones and he flops and the Giants go out and get a, a new starting quarterback next year, so what? It didn't break your roster trying to acquire him. It's not that big of a deal. But if you hit recent trades, um, Daniel
1: Jones for a 2023 third. Daniel Jones for this Thank year's three o two, Daniel Jones for the two ten. Like, yeah, you're right. If he doesn't hit, okay, so your your pick at the end of the second round and beginning of the third round probably wasn't going to hit anyway. So, nope. Capitalize on this value, and I think it's going to it definitely have a chance to return immediate value because I think Daniel Jones this year, as long as he's on the field. If you're in a super flex league, I think he's going to be one of those guys that I can go out and buy and just leave in my super flex spot. And
0: 100%. The rushing it, up floor alone is the reason why you want him on your team. So good call. Uh, all right, let's take one quick break to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com. And Locked On Dynasty's li- listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code Locked On. That is promo code Locked On plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Kate, what about your dynasty sell for the Giants? This was a little harder considering they don't have anybody that's at the very top of their positions in terms of value. So who are you selling right now?
1: they don't have anybody that's at the top of their positions but i'm actually going to roll with Wandell Robinson um their Ooh. second round wide receiver out of this year's draft look marcus i i think wandell robinson coming out of school um was was productive a, at the collegiate level but marcus what are the chances that wandell robinson at 5'8 178 uh with a wingspan literally at, in the 0 percentile arm length 0th perc- how do you even say that zero zero
0: percentile I know I I, I struggle with that percentile? too when I went to mock draftable yeah 0th
1: <laughs> yeah. percentile like what are the ch- I have to imagine that the chances of Wandel Robinson hitting for fantasy specifically cuz I think um Wandel Robinson his hands his his like twitch I think all of those things make him a really special receiver and a really special football player. But I do think sometimes we need to remind ourselves that good football doesn't always translate directly to fantasy productivity. And I think yeah. that this is my concern with Wandell Robinson. Even like his 40-yard dash, uh 76 percentile ran a four-four forty, four, 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 forty. Woo! Yeah. I'm like. That that's a, a huge mouthful, but at 5'8, 178, I want you to run faster than that. Like I I'm being greedy here, but um I just don't think there's anything remarkable enough about him that I think it's going to transcend fantasy. So while you know there's still that sort of excitement here for Wandell Robinson, he's a rookie, we don't know what we're gonna get. He's only 21. He's got second round draft capital. Like while all these narratives are sort of spinning, that's when I really want to uh, capitalize on that a bit and go get a, you know, a different receiver, somebody who's drafted right around there, Jalen Tolbert, Alan, uh, Alan Lazard, even who I think Alan Lazard has a much better chance at returning value, um, a, a better opportunity, I would say. And, Rashad Penny right around there, like plenty of question marks, but I don't think any of those guys have question marks as big as Wandell Robinson. So I'll take the value here for Wandale Robinson while I can get it.
0: Yeah, this is one where I can see both sides and I am really having a hard time because I really liked Wandale coming out of the draft. I, I loved him at Kentucky. He was super productive, 1300 yards and, in really, his first year playing receiver uh, for Kentucky, and then you you get the fact that the Giants drafted him in the second round, way higher than anybody you know thought he'd go. You know that Brian Dable has experience with smaller receivers that are electric like this. When it comes to Cole Beasley or Isaiah McKenzie, like those guys are productive in his offense. But then you you get to the point about production for these small receivers, Kate. Since 1999 there has never been a receiver that has finished as a wide receiver. One that's five, eight or smaller. It just has never happened. Um, the closest one under five, nine was Wes Welker back when he was with the Broncos. Um, but under five, eight, the most productive receiver over the last 25 years is actually Cole Beasley, which kind of brings me back to the bills and Brian Dable. And he does know how to use these players, but the ceiling's just not particularly high. So, I'm okay with his current price. I believe he's like wide receiver 62, 63 on dynasty league football. I think he's more of a hold for me, but I can, I certainly, certainly understand why people are skeptical about what he could do as a fantasy player.
1: I mean, even Cole Beasley though, if you are, um, if you're looking at Cole Beasley, it's not like he's been a, overly productive fantasy asset. for me. Yeah. He's a wide receiver career. three
0: in his best year, right?
1: Yes. Like that, that is the ceiling there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like uh, Jalen Tolbert, give me Jalen Tolbert at right around that same price. Cause I do think the, the difference here, uh, in terms of upside and career sustainability is like a significant difference.
0: Yeah. it it's, this is why it was such a bummer that he measured in so small at the combine because he was listed at 5'11 when he was at Kentucky, sure. 5'11, 190. That's like, oh, great. This could be the next Antonio Brown or Deontay Johnson. But when you come in that small, and really what's more concerning to me, Kate, is the, the arm length, like zero percentile arm length, zero percentile wingspan. It's just I'm worried that he's going to get pigeonholed into the Rondale Moore Tavon Austin, where everything we do has to be behind the line of scrimmage or within five yards of the line of scrimmage, and that's it. And it's just really hard to be a productive fantasy receiver when your a dot is that small.
1: It's it's definitely concerning, Marcus. You mentioned like the wingspan, the arm length here again zero percentile.
0: Um, but I like I measured that my zero. arm
1: length. <laughs> I. I measured my arm length recently and I came in at 28 inches. I oh, believe you
0: have longer arms than Wandale.
1: Yes. And <laughs> I, don't trust me on a football field guys. I'm just like, I, I, You're I probably about the same just, height as one uh, You know, I'm actually quite a bit shorter for those of you who don't know. I'm, I'm a <laughs> tiny human um, coming in at five, three on my best of days. So, but I, I feel like, like, if I'm standing next to Wandale Robinson and there's not a remarkable difference between us <laughs> in terms of our height, like if I'm not only like up to this guy's elbows uh, and if we outstretch our arms, I'll mm-hmm. have him beat like it, that. I'm not, I'm not buying into that for my fantasy. Yeah, teams. I,
0: I, I really like Wandale's ability on the field. I think he is so explosive. But- He's so dynamic, but I'm really worried about, a light breeze at Meadowlands, just blowing them over.
1: But Marcus, I think that there is a, like a a difference here in, um, I don't like, let's, I don't know. We need to like, kind of, uh, separate fantasy versus football field.
0: Yeah. He's just, it's just going to be so hard for him to be fantasy relevant unless he is getting a million targets, right? And it's possible, like it's possible that Brian Dable is just like, you know what? I didn't draft or I didn't sign Kenny Galladay. I didn't draft Darius Tony. Wandale's is the guy that I love. We're going to force feed him targets. That's possible, but I don't think that's a long term solution either right it's pretty clear that brian dable wants to spread the ball around he wants to get it to he wants four and five receivers playing on the field at all times It's why this one's difficult for me i i just don't know what to do with Wondale. tell him okay there you go uh all right Let's uh, take one more break to tell you guys about Mud Pie. Full disclosure before we popped onto the show, I actually went and ordered two more boxes of uh, the new Mud Pie bars because they sent me a a little trial box and I got two. Uh, They were gone in the first day. They are absolutely amazing. If you aren't familiar or if you are a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this one. The new Mud Pie bar is rich or is, yeah, rich whipped cream. In chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate. But the best part is it's topped with cookies and cream C- crumble. You put it in the refrigerator for a little bit. You get it nice and cool. It's just a perfect midday snack. If you're not convinced, luckily, we've saved the best for last. Only 150 150- calories, 16 grams of protein, and 8 grams of sugar. Built Bars, again, covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. These are not going to last very long. I'm just telling you, especially with the way my family's been buying them up. (laughs) Go go to uh, built.com, Use promo code LOCK15, again, to get 15% off uh, the new Mud Pie Built Bar. All right. Who is your dynasty hold, Kate?
1: i'm holding saquon barkley um and and the closer we get to the season i feel like he's probably going to turn into a buy for me because man marcus it's really hard to find um productive running backs uh with rb1 potential at the current value that saquon barkley is at like he has had some fantastically horrific luck in terms of injury like got to look at that ankle injury from last season and think like, what a freak accident uh-huh. that somebody just happened to step on his ankle the way that they did. Um, but I mean, we know that he is a capable workhorse We know, he is a very capable receiver. If we're projecting this offense to be pass heavy and we're expecting production and uh, improvement here, I think, think we have to also buy in with take uh, on Barkley, like what other running backs that you really realistically projecting can get 300 touches this season. It's not a lot. Um, and, and he's not, he's not overly expensive. I think people have concerns about the, the health people have concerns about whether or not he's able to stay on the field I, what are you, what are you thinking about? Actually, I feel like I just made the case to buy him, not even hold him. But, uh, like if you're, if you're not a believer and this, this is where it sort of comes in. If you're not a believer that Saquon Barkley is going to, um, come out and be overly productive. And it, it, if you have all that concern, um, I don't know. I, I think people aren't overly high on him. Um, And the interesting thing is that he comes in at the RB eight, uh, in the most recent batch of dynasty ADP. And I don't really feel like his values that high. This is probably the first time that when I'm looking at, uh, dynasty ADP for Saquon Barkley, that I'm not, I'm not believing it.
0: (laughs) Um, so Saquon Barkley is my dynasty cell for the giants. Um, (gasps) I have, I'm seeing him right now. in a recent rankings at RB 13 and I would sell him at that price. If he's at RB eight, absolutely sell him uh, a couple things about his career. I and listen. I'm, I'm not bragging, but I was not the biggest Saquon fan coming out of Penn state. I thought he was a little bit too. He was looking for home runs all the time at Penn state. He wasn't the most consistent runner. And it's why I kind of like Nick Chubb coming out of Georgia a little bit more, but, he comes into the NFL and is phenomenal. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about it. He's, he's fantastic. First 19 games of his career, he's averaging almost five to, uh, 5.2 yards per carry, 16 touchdowns, and then the injuries start to pile up. He has an ankle sprain, then he has an, uh, an ACL injury, and then he's got the ankle sprain last year. But the, after the first ankle sprain, so this one happened, I believe, in the middle of 2019, last 25 games, 3.8 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns like it's just clear since these injuries have started to to mount up for him he's just not that same explosive player and he's not the most dependable guy between the tackles and he's still looking to hit a lot of home runs he just doesn't have that same burst and athleticism and if there's one thing we know about running backs is as they get older these injuries start to pile up and they start to really wear down uh, on these guys so I'm I'm selling him because I think this is the last year that you're going to be able to get Saquon Barkley. I'm using quotation mark. Uh, you know, price for him. Like I think there's still people out there that believe he's a generational running back. Where we haven't seen him do that since the first 15 games of 2018. It's been a long, long time since then.
1: It has been a long time. I think uh, this is why I'm. I'm in a holding pattern. I think you make an excellent case to sell, Um, but I also think you can make an excellent case to buy, which for me, that just kind of uh, tells me everything I need to know about where we're at. I think the the valuation for Saquon Barkley is so all over the map. That's when it becomes really hard to buy or sell some of these players because it's so leak dependent. Um, But, you know, I I think regardless, um, like if somebody in your league is tremendously low on Saquon Barkley um, and they are looking to sell him, uh, you know, relatively cheap, I think he's still worth the inquiry because I think he's going to touch the ball 300 times this year.
0: Can can we go through some trades just to kind of get your thoughts on what you should do with him? I've got about four trades here. Uh, Saquon Barkley for Deontay Johnson, Rondale Moore in a second round pick this year. Okay, which, um, which one would you rather have? That say, one actually. You is said Deontay
1: Park. Johnson, correct? Yes. Well, we know I love Deontay Johnson. I'll take I'll take the Deontay side.
0: Uh, Saquon Barkley for T. Higgins in a third round pick.
1: Uh that's that's a bit closer for me. Um, If I need a running back, I'll take Saquon, but if, if I don't, then I'll take T.
0: This one's easy. Saquon Barkley for Austin Eckler, straight up.
1: Austin Eckler.
0: Saquon Barkley for Garrett Wilson in a 2023 first round pick. Uh,
1: Garrett Wilson.
0: Okay. Uh, Next one. Saquon Barkley for Leonard Fournette, David Bell, and Mike Williams. That one's easy for me.
1: For me, that's Saquon.
0: Oh. See for me that's see for me that's uh, the Fournette side because I va- I basically value Fournette and Barkley the same. I actually think Fournette's going to outperform Barkley this year, so I'm basically getting Mike Williams for free. Sign me up. Uh, but yeah, th- there there's trades out there where people are still really valuing Barkley, and there's other ones where not so much. Like here's one where I would easily take Barkley, James Conner in a 2023 second round pick for Barkley.
1: Yeah, I'll take Barkley. Then. Yeah.
0: So I, if you own Barkley in your league, it, go see what offers are out there. I'm, I'm going to assume there's one or two owners out there that still believe he's a generational talent. If you don't have Saquon, at least, you know, nose around and see what see what's the, the, the market is for Saquon. Because maybe you can steal him for something like James Conner in a third round pick like we just saw.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: There you go. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL podcast where our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts, all the same places that you get the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Kate, you and I will actually be back on Monday and Tuesday. Matt and Ryan will be back on Wednesday and Thursday to continue our uh team breakdowns. Do you know what teams we're doing next week? I haven't even looked.
1: I haven't looked. So this is gonna be a surprise for all of us, guys. We're gonna uh we're but we're gonna keep trucking through all of these series all the way through into July. So just yes. do not forget, hit that subscribe button uh so you don't miss a single bit of the action. Cause we're rolling. We need to get you guys all prepped for uh, the the dynasty season. Tis the season.
0: I, I actually know who we're doing next week. I just looked up. We're starting with Green Bay. We're starting with the Ooh. NFC North on uh, Monday. So that'll be a lot of fun. Talking some, some Aaron Rodgers, some drama. Maybe we could talk about his new girlfriend. I don't know if you've been Ooh. reading all the entertainment news, but she's a, she's a wild one. Yeah, but all right. Thank you guys for listening to that show. Follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.